Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Stay local and do not congregate. No removal of masks to consume alcohol outdoors. Don't talk to your neighbours. Pubs are shut for a reason. It's not safe for them to be open. Cases of the Delta variant can be spread by people simply walking past one another. This question should be asked to those people who are uh, claiming to be promoters of freedom of speech uh, who do not allow uh, publication of all information. I can ask Facebook. I'm not asexual. I feel sexual feelings. I just don't experience romantic attraction and I don't seek out those kinds of relationships. We're a mask. That's true. (laughs) <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> it's a weird, weird world, Alice, today, if you haven't noticed. Yeah. It's weird out there. Mm-hmm. Not only do you have uh, the Prime Minister, or whatever he is, of Australia, chasing down people... Yelling about beer gardens, but you've got the uh, rather foxy. <laughs> uh, you always like the crazy one. Yes, premier of uh, New Zealand, yelling at people, telling them to uh, to stay the hell inside. Don't stop and talk to anybody because Delta spreads. We have colorful Taliban press conferences. Where the Taliban mentions Facebook censoring people. Meanwhile, our team is AWOL. There's junior staffers and flats from cabinets out there. We are in an extraordinary time. And I don't know what to make of it.
that's true. All right, let's get started. I didn't say that, by the way, people who are only listening on the audio. Yes, you did. What do you mean? Yes, she <laughs> no. did. Yes, she did. Tom's oh, you know what? Playing just, that. Just He's verify too- on YouTube. That's true. <laughs> okay. Taking advantage of our YouTube hiatus. Where shall we start, Alice? Okay. Um. All right. So we'll try. We'll start with Premier Dan Drew. Uh, first of all, um, Afghanistan. I don't even know what's going on now. Has this become a musical? What's going on now? That they're doing colorful interviews with people, you know, talking about the women's liberation is going to be happening, and come on down to the offices. And parts of the American media are like, "Wow, these guys are great." Meanwhile, this is just the front cover of the book of total annihilation that's about to be opened. Well, yeah, and our extremely unserious removal operation is just letting people know. So. You know, the Americans that are there have been asked to get in touch with, like, the embassy people, even though they're not at the embassy anymore. So they've gotten in touch and they've received this response back that's like, okay, um, that's great. Just uh, get to the airport and then we'll get you out. Um, And hopefully the Taliban will just keep their promise not to uh, do anything to anybody on the way to the airport. So Right. Even though the Taliban now is controlling the entrances to the airport. Mm-hmm. And they're essentially saying the statement has a disclaimer on it that says um, we're not helping you with transportation and we can't guarantee your security on your way you. to the airport. We're not helping you. It's too dangerous. Yeah. And but- there's estimates of anywhere from like 5,000 to some people are saying like up to 40,000 Americans left in Afghanistan. Now, this is before we get to the SIV applicants and the interpreters and whoever else, like the Afghans who are going to get killed because they helped us while we were there. And so, but like this is just purely Americans, aid workers, journalists, etc. Um, and we're just like hoping they can make it to the Hamid Karzai airport now, I guess. Hamid Karzai also still in country. Mm-hmm. He also, I would say, should leave. Everything is crazy right now. Everything is crazy. Meanwhile, I'm somehow, and I may actually. Um, I may actually, <laughs> I may actually substack about this. Somehow, also, um, Kelly Clarkson, Carrie Underwood, you mean Carrie Underwood? Whatever, they're the same person. They're not it's, the same. Yes, person. they are. No, Carrie Underwood liked Matt Walsh's thing that got us banned from Twitter, YouTube, and oh, YouTube, and now she's in trouble. Various demographic groups who follow her and think she's uh, fabulous are now angry at her and heartbroken because she likes the guy who yelled about not having to wear a mask, and that makes her, by proxy, a killer. Because he's a killer because you have to wear masks. This is still the thing about masks. It's not about masks, but it doesn't matter. Everybody is effing around at this point. This reminds Mm -hmm. me of the year 2005, a particularly fun night. We did. You ever done, done um, murder dinner, murder theater? What's it called? Where you all no have dinner at somebody's saying. house and you all get to play a character. And oh, I know what you're talking about. Murder mystery, about, mystery yeah, dinner, no, the murder thing. Anyway, particularly no, good. No, I've night. never done that. It was great. Uh, we did it one night there. But the entire night, of course, was White Rabbit. The entire night was fake and uh, we were all essentially tripping. We, we weren't really tripping. But we might as well because we were just only we could only play. You couldn't be yourself, which is to me better an upgrade, you know. <laughs> so so we just were all uh, t- uh, 
playing these characters make-believe. Everything is make-believe. Now, this is crazy. All of these things, too, that I have something I call uh, mandatory authoritarianism that I made up that I talked about in the 1570 Project. <laughs> that means something that once is... The totalitarian principle? Yes, that's exactly right. The totalitarian principle. That's true. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um like, we were joking about, they were talking about whispers about, yeah, well, there could be a booster coming down. Now it's absolutely, yeah, boosters. Yeah, we're doing, everybody has it. And you know, right now we're still at the, we're thinking about boosters, and people are saying, like, for, for Pfizer, which is what I took. Mm -hmm. People are saying, like, oh, that's interesting, that's interesting. Anytime now, people are going to run to their, take their, to their battle lines and say, you SOB, you're not getting a booster. Oh, my God, you're the problem. You're spreading it. Why didn't get, where's your booster? Is it on your passport? Why didn't you get a booster? Mm -hmm. This is crazy. That reminds me, I'm still supposed to send your work, your vaccine passport. Yeah. I haven't done that yet. Ugh, this is absolute insanity. Today I went and I got my hair cut, which you didn't notice until my son, my three-year-old <laughs> son noticed. I was distracted. I was doing is, dishes. This is the first time I, I sat down with her, and I'm always like uncomfortable about having to talk. You know, This is one of these places that's like you know 11 bucks for whatever. So I sat down, and, I, and she's not saying anything. She's like, yeah, what can I help you with? And then I could, she, she was a New Englander, I could tell right away. Uh, um, and I said, yeah, I guess I'm uh, normal men's regular. And she's like, yeah, okay, we'll use a clip as on. Yeah, we'll do this one. And, I, and I'm like, she's not saying much. And she seems pissed off to me. So then I said, uh, yeah, last time I wore here, last time I was here, we all had to wear masks. And she said, F the effing mask. I'm never going back to wearing masks, ever. ever, ever. And then she went on to talk about how Biden sucked and, and Charlie Baker sucked and how he screwed up Afghanistan, and loudly, and I almost was like, uh, I almost was, was thinking, she's, I, she's like, I've got her wound up here, and then I, she was getting amped up about it, and I thought, do I have to keep up with her on her rage? So, my goodness, I'm like, you know, absolutely, it's total crap, and I was like, yeah, yeah, and the election was stolen anyway. <laughs> I didn't want her to stab me. It's, nothing is normal anymore. It's freaking crazy. Nothing it is. is. It's weird out there. Just the fact that Biden and Anthony Blinken and Kamala Harris and the generals and everybody responsible right now is in hiding somewhere. And they've sent out Jen Psaki and Jake Sullivan from uh, the who's a national security advisor. And who's your buddy from state? He had to do another press conference today. Oh, um, no, not the my yeah. buddy Ned Price? Ned Price was back out there today. Oh, no, I'll find... They're asking him questions about oh, how, no. like, Taiwan and South Korea no. should view the U.S. commitments and all sorts of stuff. Ned Pro yeah. So <laughs> these people are... Ned Price is now becoming a household name because he's having to answer the tough questions, and uh, Biden is back hiding out at Camp David for some reason. Right. I mean, there's only 30,000 Americans encircled by the, our mortal enemy, the Taliban, right now. Hey, why would you want to be up for that? You know? It's really weird. Fight them on the beaches is not exactly happening with this president. Well, no, it's really bizarre. I mean, I, I honestly, I can't get over it that he came out, he gave that canned speech that was less than 20 minutes long, and now he's vanished back to Camp David. And it's not like they're putting out photos of him or something. The photos that they did put out, they managed to unmask CIA agents. And, like, there's some questions about, like, the times on the clocks, if these are even, like, current photographs the or what. Must be like, like, the Taliban must be wondering, like, did we just win the world? Yeah. The most unlikely of things, our photon torpedo actually got through the HVAC hatch and actually blew up the Death Star. 
we pulled it off. This is incredible. Yeah, we're slowly, the chain reaction is happening right now, and we're slowly imploding before everybody's eyes. Like, is nobody home? Is nobody actually running the show right now with the administration? I get the sense that they're more worried, honestly, right now about who's going to get blamed for this colossal F up than they're worried about getting anybody out of Afghanistan or anything else. Yeah, but and that's what makes this insane is that you would assume you'd want to put an end to the F up. And then we could talk about shifting blame around. But the F up is still going on. <laughs> right. I feel it's like not the, the, over the, yet. there's you and me and our listeners are here on Earth and everybody else has taken escape pods to somewhere else where everything is a lot better. And like every, there's nothing that doesn't cease to be crazy and absurd. Greg Abbott got COVID today. He's asymptomatic. They test him every day. He's had the vaccinations already. Yeah, and he's getting monoclonal antibodies. He has no symptoms. There's right. no, like... But the Washington Post, which is uh, supposedly a very reputable paper, has this headline. Texas Governor Greg Abbott, who has sought to ban mask mandates in schools, <laughs> tests positive for coronavirus. Giving us all the relevant details. Right. Texas, you know, you know, in other words, has it coming. You see? Yeah. Well, it's like, I forget if we talked about this on this show or we just talked about it together in person, but it's like all the headlines that everybody ran about how in Broward County, where Ron DeSantis has banned mask mandates, four teachers died of COVID in the same day. Well, it turned out that actually only three teachers died in the same day, not four. But the bigger problem with the news story is that schools were not actually in session yet in Broward County. And um, so... None of the teachers who died contracted COVID at school. They contracted COVID out in their daily lives. And so the Broward County school mask mandates have nothing to do with it. And so, I mean, but all the reporting on this, all the reporting is just garbage. It's just absolute agenda-driven trash. You can't read a single headline and trust it. No, it it, it listed a bunch of red states today. Something, maybe you sent it to me, saying, you know, these five states... ICUs are 84% full compared to how full are they usually? Right. And what are they full of? Are they full with RSV patients? Right. And and how many rooms? Do they have four rooms? Generally, the ICUs aren't huge. Well, right. And generally, hospitals keep them pretty full because hospitals don't generally like to keep a bunch of empty beds around because that's not how you make money if you're a hospital. Right. And and so back to the world stage here, we're... We're dealing with, and it's not just us, a bunch of countries have people personnel in Afghanistan where we've just let the enemy take over and now has mm-hmm. us encircled and the other countries in circles. Remember, we started this thing as a huge coalition when we first got in there. Oh, yeah. Right now, other countries are angry at us because we effed the whole thing up and it's gone collapsing mm-hmm. down. There's reporting that Europe is going, what the heck, we thought this was the foreign policy guy. Exactly. And the foreign policy guy who always says, you know, I got on the phone to him, I'm good friends with him, good friends to him. Well, Jake Sullivan from the NFL, he was supposed to be the second, essentially. He's supposed to be the second, the, the smart guy next to Blinken. He's the guy who told us all about helicopters. Mm-hmm. He's now more of a flack than anybody else. Right. And he's asked about all the conversations that the president's been having with these other world leaders. Two questions for you. One, has the president spoken to any other world leaders since Kabul fell to the Taliban? Sorry, I was looking at the wrong person. Uh, He has not uh, yet spoken with any other world leaders. Uh, 
myself, Secretary Blinken, uh, several other senior members of the team have been engaged on a regular basis with foreign counterparts, and we intend to do so in the coming days. No, no, we asked about world leaders, not foreign counterparts, not hacks like you, Jake Sullivan. <laughs> Our guy hasn't spoken with their guys. Yeah, we just abandoned a 20-year project that we dragged a whole bunch of countries into with us. And they are wondering what's going on now. They're struggling to get their people out of their embassies and their aid workers and everybody else. And uh, now they're wondering if they can get a hold of the person who's supposedly running the United States of America right now. Anything? Anything? Do we have our Secretary of State somewhere who can... uh, you know, talk to these foreign countries. I mean, I honestly thought it was an embarrassment when we had John Kerry taking James Taylor to France to sing to them about how they had a friend. But this is what this is. They're just hiding out, hoping that they don't have to talk to any foreign leaders now because they're scared of what they're going to say to them because this is just such a huge screw up. And it's incredible that they're sending out Jake Sullivan and Jen Psaki. Jen Psaki was supposed to be on vacation. She. It's funny to me, honestly, that um, when there was a big screw up, Psaki had to cancel her vacation and come back, but the boss didn't. Right. I mean, that's kind of crazy to me. Like, if so, you've reluctantly, obviously, you haven't wanted to, but you've been a manager at places before where you were the person who was like ultimately responsible for f ups, right? Of course. If stuff went wrong. And like if you were on vacation and an F up happened, would you like make the people who work under you come back from their vacations while you're still off chilling? No. You could never. You'd be fired. What's wrong with him? I mean, we, you and I got a lot of uh, pushback from a lot of people for saying that it was terrible that Trump didn't say anything on January 6th. Right? That he didn't come out and say anything. We, I mean, people yelled at us that we said that, that, you know, we weren't being unfair to Trump and everything. This is a thousand times worse. Biden has been in hiding now for days. He gave one canned speech that he read off a teleprompter, took no questions, and went straight back to vacation. Like, is he okay? Seriously. I mean, like, I, I don't know right now if the president of the United States is well. And, also, our enemies abroad, China also isn't sure if the president of the United States is well right now. No. And, Who is- and Kamala's not exactly uh, bringing any confidence to the situation because she's also completely MIA. When was the last time you saw hide or hair of Kamala? I don't know. Vogue spread? Maybe I'm not sure. So let's go to, um, this is Australian Premier Dan Andrew, who's lost his mind. He is... um, Two more hogs got the fever. Got the fever. There will be no removal of masks to consume alcohol outdoors. So you will no longer be able to remove your mask. Australia barely has a spike. Certainly doesn't have a spike in this. there's There's no problem there. Right. These people are psychotic. Our friend... Uh, Jamie B. Yeah, Jamie B. is essentially under house arrest, handcuffed to his radiator in his place. Yeah, when we last spoke to him, and that was a couple of weeks ago, he hadn't seen his kid in five weeks. He's not allowed outside. He's going to look like Gollum in uh, about six months, just slithering around like a damp existence somewhere in the underworld. Do drink not co- take off your mask to drink alcohol. Just pour it right through. Cocktail. 
uh, at a pop-up beer garden on a footpath uh, as part of a pub crawl. You know, with that accent, it all sounds fun. There's no way to say it. So we're like, yeah, that sounds awesome. The VCG alert, and I understand Victoria Police are looking at what occurred over the weekend good. at a That's number good. of licensed venues. Find them. There's been reviews conducted into the terms of those licenses and whether any of those license holders have done the wrong thing. Again, that makes you angry, but why am I angry about that? Because it devalues the work that thousands of publicans and restaurant owners and bar owners, the good work that they're doing, diligently following COVID safe protocols, providing takeaway. Take away. Take away. Not hang around and turn the footpath into a pub. Pubs are shut for a reason. It's not safe for them to be open. Uh, mostly it is. It's fine. Especially outside. You can't pull down the mask to take a sip of your beverage. No. On the footpath. No, not on the footpath. By the way, what's a publican in this context? Uh, I assume those are people. We need Jamie B to weigh in on I this. Know. The only way place I know it from is a publican in the Bible is a tax collector, but it doesn't Ooh. seem right. Here's my um, crush, Jacinda Arinda, who is absolutely insane. Stay local and do not congregate. Don't talk to your neighbours. Please keep to your bubbles. That part's no problem. It comes down again to those very simple principles. Imagine this. Keep to your bubbles. <laughs> Wait, did you say bubbles, ma'am? Yes, I said bubbles. Keep to your bubbles. Do not talk to your neighbours. We know like from overseas uh, cases of the Delta variant that it can be spread by people simply walking past one another. Don't walk past anybody. From now on, you can walk astride with them. Everybody go in the same direction. That's it. So keep those movements outside to the bare minimum. Wear a mask and yeah. make sure you keep up that physical distancing. We do love her, but she's nuts, and that's fine. The guy less nuts is Taliban spokesman... Yousef, um, hang him in the town square, Yousef. Uh, here we go. This question should be asked to those people who are uh, claiming to be promoters of freedom of speech, uh, who do not allow uh, publication of all information. I can ask Facebook uh, company. Uh, this question should be asked to them. About free speech, about what they're going to do about, about free, free speech. speech. In fairness, I believe, now, this is probably not true of me as a woman, but I believe there are at least words that you can say in Kabul right now that you can't say on Twitter. Oh, totally. And on Facebook. Totally. So, I mean, you know. Yes. The, the, <laughs> the Taliban is... man has a point. <laughs> <sighs> But yeah, I mean, the fact that we've opened ourselves up to criticism from the Taliban on freedom of speech is pretty oh, well, pathetic. He's just following Blinken's lead. Yeah, You're we right. have to look at ourselves. Okay. So I'm going to play a little bit of something that I played today in just so this is a little story out of Connecticut. And it's this little rap, Alice. You know what it is. Mm -hmm. um, more of this insanity. Okay. Ready? So this is the, um, this is the story of a man... Who, an elderly couple, the 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 husband died. Mm -hmm. It's not like a lovely couple. I read his obit. It seems like a great American who died, and his wife was lovely. Great family. Seems to be all sorts of uh, soldiers at your Is phone. Is that my phone yes, falling down, down the stairs? stairs. So, so listen to this news rep and listen to the words that are used in it. Talk about 
you know, the messaging. As we know and have been reporting for more than a year and a half now, this pandemic is really taking its toll on families all across our state. The pandemic's taking a toll. It sure is. That's can't argue mm-hmm. with that. It sure is. For a woman in Bloomfield, she lost the love of her life after 30 years. Yeah, just so sad. She says her husband mm-hmm. died from COVID-19, even though he had been vaccinated. Died from COVID-19, even though he'd been vaccinated. Wow. This pandemic is taking a toll. NBC Connecticut's Michael Fuller has the heartbreaking story for us tonight. Each morning you wake up, you know that the person that you have spent your last 30 years with is no longer with you. That's the heartbreaking reality of Norma Mentor, who's affectionately referred to as Jeannie after the death of her husband, John Mentor Jr. We enjoyed traveling. We enjoyed each other's company. We They really drag in here. They were really mm-hmm. a close couple who life was an adventure for them. And this kind of bond they had apparently is not something that, that it's certainly very strong, not something that's easily duplicated. It's a wonderful story. When we got in our, our um, infinity and hit the highway, it was just us. Just over a week ago, at the age of 77, John died due to COVID, an undiagnosed chronic lung disease. The diagnosis was a surprise because... We were vaccinated months ago. We'll get back to that, because it seemed like a few things were happening there, but that's fine. This is about the COVID destroying lives. Jeannie says both she and her husband got their shots at the beginning of the year, but at the end of July, having lunch with relatives who began to cough is where it all went downhill. I felt like something is going to happen and we have no control over it at this juncture. We got confirmed that we had COVID on July 25th. We're not eating, you know, we're not drinking as much as we should be. Picking up a bag of oranges challenged us to get it from the porch to our kitchen. That's how weak we were. Shortly after they were both taken to the hospital, Jeannie says she was released after eight hours, but it wasn't the same for John. And days later, he would lose his battle. I first thanked him for 30 years. This is heartbreaking. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. He lost his battle. It's COVID. And then they, he'd already been vaccinated. And for taking good care of me. And I told him to go. I said, it's okay. You've been fighting for the past two weeks. And I told him to go and find his peace. And I told him that I would be okay. And he was gone just like that. Really heartbreaking. Yeah, it really is. It's sad. It's a sad story. And, and, and really the depth that you get here, the kind of the emotional um, the emotional uh, heft that they bring to you really drills at home. Just like that. Jeannie is doing much better. And despite losing John to COVID, she's still... Despite it, she still feels the vaccine, I believe, is vital to our community, our country. Wear your mask. I don't care if they say don't. You have to use your good sense. Lost her husband to COVID. They've been vaccinated. Lost her husband to COVID. Mm -hmm. But they had a strong love. Don't worry about the details. It was a strong, strong love. And it's over now. And that's tragic. But she says, you know what? Please wear your mask. Put your get your vax. Do all that stuff. Please still do it. And that's the story. It's a story of a couple in love. Unfortunately, COVID. COVID. And you know, maybe we could learn a lesson. Maybe other Johns may survive if you know we could take the time. Just maybe stop thinking about ourselves and think a little bit more about other people. So I just wanted to flag one part of that that jumped out to me again. This part here. Just over a week ago, at the age of 77, John died due to COVID, an undiagnosed chronic lung disease. The diagnosis was a surprise because... 
Wait a second. Undiagnosed chronic lung disease. Let me rewind it again. Undiagnosed chronic lung disease. Wait a second. Hmm. So that kind of blows up the whole story. Uh, it would seem to, yeah. That he had an undiagnosed chronic lung disease. Right. But I understand that leaving that part out really makes for a wonderful story. But it also is um, a profoundly distorted message. Well, yeah. Yes. But everybody's all in on this. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Make it, you know what yep, we're going wear for. Your mask. Mm-hmm. Yes. The story is written. The story is COVID, wear masks, vaccine, do what all the experts tell you. That's the story. Now, this happens to have an aspect of the story that deflates the story, that sinks the story. But you know what? It was just too good to change. Too good to change. And that's crazy. And you know, since I've been doing stuff in Connecticut, this reporter is a good reporter. Right. But I think that they all feel that this is, you know what, we're all in. It's too important yes. to let a tiny detail like that get in the way of a narrative that you're trying to push. Just like the four Broward County teachers dying in one day was too good a narrative. Like, you can't Absolutely. let that go. Absolutely. Governor Abbott gets COVID. You can't just let that slide yeah. without trying to get in. They feel that they're doing something in service of an important cause, so it's okay for them to massage the truth and lie a little. Like, I honestly think that they think they're really good people and that they're doing this for all the right reasons. They're doing it to save lives, to help people. No doubt. So it's okay for them to, you know, shove these things into their story that they have inside in their head, even though it doesn't really fit the facts of what actually is happening. Right, but... but I do feel that the same way, and if you guys have had to try to make your dog eat a pill, the same way many times a dog knows there's a pill in that cream cheese or whatever you stuff it in, and they'll eat right around it, mm-hmm. people aren't as stupid as they think. People know that they're being sold a bill of goods. They- well, right, and you, like Dr. Fauci does, you erode your credibility. Of course, because you're lying to me. You're lying to me, you know? You're saying mm-hmm. you, you're selling me a, a chocolate cake saying, by the way, this chocolate cake has 500 million grams of protein and is going to make you jacked up, whatever. And you say, wait a second, that's impossible. They say, okay, well, it's still it's good cake. And he's like, okay, no, thank you. I'll pass on your cake. Thank you, weirdo. <laughs> well, right, because they've decided <laughs> that they're very smart people and that they know best, so they need to lie to you for your own good. And, you know, I... It's just, they've done it the whole pandemic now at this point. I think that, you know, I I think that it's starting to break through to people a little bit. I think there are plenty of people who, you know, were willing to get the vaccine and do this stuff, but are, you know, not there with the, there's a lot of people who said, I'll get the vaccine and then I'm going back to normal, you know, like, I don't know if your buddy at the haircut place got vaccinated, who knows, but, um, you don't think so? Um, but, you know, I, th- I think a lot of people are done with the whole pandemic messaging thing, especially people who got vaccinated because they were told that they'd be done if they got vaccinated. And I don't think they're here for vaccine passports, booster shots, 
whatever. I mean, I know I'm not here for booster shots. I would have to see much, much better science on booster shots than I have seen to date in order to convince me that that's necessary. It's really, um, you know, it's funny. There's so much buzz about antibody levels. Oh, we could detect antibodies in this person. We couldn't detect antibodies in this person. We detected such and such antibody levels. Antibody levels right after you're sick are a pretty good indicator of how strong your immune response was. But the presence or absence of antibodies six months later doesn't necessarily indicate that you're no longer immune to that illness because your body doesn't keep the antibodies around forever. But it still remembers how to fight the illness. There's other kinds of cells in your immune system like T cells and B cells that remember how to create the antibodies for next time that hang on to those memories. And, you know, T cell and B cell immunity is much longer lasting than. So it's not clear to me, you know, them just saying like, oh, we saw in a test tube higher antibody levels after a third dose. That's not that doesn't prove anything to me. Sorry, there was a bug. Um, But. You know, I'd have to see an actual study that compares people that only got two doses of a vaccine to people that get three doses of a vaccine and see who gets sick more often before I would really feel like we can conclude anything about the effectiveness of booster shots. There's essentially no science out there on the actual real world effectiveness of a booster shot right now. So I just I I think there's honestly no reason for it. Maybe like for immune compromised people, potentially like you could make a case that it's worth it's worth it for them to like throw on the extra shot just in case or whatever. But like, I, I just think it's insane world to be telling people to go out and get another vaccine. And then what, like you're going to make sure people keep up with their boosters. Look how much energy was expended. Think of all those clinics. We both went to one of the mass vaccination sites in Massachusetts. So this was like staffed by hundreds of volunteers. The space was rented. They had police details out there to like keep the lines going, whatever. I mean, this was a huge operation. Are they going to be able to get that same level of response going for the booster shot when they've only so that huge level of organization and the big push like they got half the country vaccinated with the first round right right so now for the next round of the booster shot like what are how are you you're gonna expend that same level of effort again to get maybe some of those people to go back like i just don't see people doing that again because people did that and expended that effort because the Vaccine was the light at the end of the tunnel, right? Right. It was, we get the vaccine and then we get to go back to our normal lives. So we're going to all like, we're going to all row together so that we can get to this important goal of getting vaccines to everybody who wants them. And like, now we're there and we're like, okay, next goal. Now we need to get everybody a booster shot. Like, you can't keep people this worked up about it for this long. That's true. I didn't say that. Yes, you did. No, Alice, I didn't. Yes, you did. Um, yeah, and also, I, I hate to say it, and I know this is whatever, but, you know, I don't know. Does that third booster make you sick again? Because if you're – I don't – I can't be sick from 10 to 4 any day in the week. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's is it worth it? What are we doing? We know what we're doing. We can't stop. Fauci can't stop. They can't stop. How's Lambda doing, by the way? Is that out or is that back in? Lambda, from everything I read, is more responsive to vaccines than the variants that we've had so far. So there's no reason to be upset about Lambda, frankly. It's- Jesse Mermel, who I know, who uh, is a good 
uh, empathetic uh, Democrat says, uh, she ran for Congress here in Massachusetts. She says, wishing Governor Abbott a full and speedy recovery. Do you think that tweet ends there? I would like to believe that about her as no. a person, that the tweet ends there. Then there's a line break, line break. Wishing Texas a governor that believes science and puts their health first. Because now it's evident since he's got COVID. That he doesn't believe in science. Even though he's been vaccinated. And encourage people to get vaccinated. And he's taking monoclonal antibodies, which is another thing. Although Ron DeSantis has gone all in on monoclonal antibodies. So uh, a bunch of leftists now don't like them for some reason. And Trump took them too, if you remember. He got those before other people could get them. But... um, Ron DeSantis has gone all in on the monoclonal antibodies thing, so he's like, people are calling him Regeneron. Get it? Because the company's Regeneron. And they thought they had something on him because they went out and they checked his campaign finance forms, and uh, he got a big donation from somebody at Citadel, which is like Uh a hedge fund, and they've invested in Regeneron in the monoclonal antibodies company. So they were like, aha, see, he's downplaying vaccines. Because he's trying to make money for his donor who's invested in the monoclonal antibodies. Ha ha. However, the only problem with that is, is that that same hedge fund Citadel is also invested in Pfizer and Moderna. So, oh my goodness. So, Hello. I mean, my name is Olivia Castrejon Solis and I'm 11 years old. This past year and a half has been very difficult for me. First, my school shut down and my church closed. I had to move to virtual learning and that was very stressful and dumb. I miss seeing my friends in person. And when I finally got to return to school, it was only for two half days a week. The rest of the week I was expected to attend Zoom classes, which were boring and made it hard to learn. When I was on the school campus, there were ridiculous measures in place. We could only walk in one as a Connecticut girl, obviously I'm never a fan of stuff written by the parents, but I get it, Olivia. <sighs> hey, wait, we haven't even gone to our TikTok lesson of the day. Oh, yeah, this is good, Alice, because this is something um, uh, This is something that's... Um, this is... Should we say this? This is blue. This is a sexual in nature. I mean, I guess a little. It is. And something that before the show, Alex explained to me that she had experience with. That's true. (laughs) Wow. Really, Alex? We're on right now. We're on. Here we go. Um, I am aromantic, but I'm also not asexual. And it's a really strange experience. And in the ace... Questions? Concerns? Questions? I'm having a hard time, Alice. Having a hard time <laughs> hating the Taliban more than I hate her. <laughs> I shouldn't. How do you, did you assume her gender? <laughs> How do you know that that's a she? Did you ask what her pronouns are? Community. There's this like weird tendency. The Taliban would never force this jazz on you to attach aromanticism and asexuality at the hip. So whenever I hear the experiences of other aromantic people, I just can't connect with them because I'm not asexual. I feel sexual 
feelings. I just don't experience romantic attraction, and I don't seek out those kinds of relationships. Hold on, Alice. Let me and just sometimes the ace positivity here. really comes off as sex shaming, second, and yeah. that does hurt because. Okay, hang on one second. There we go. Got it. Hold on. It makes me feel like the ace community is not a place that I am safe or comfortable in. So I'm on the ace spectrum, but my experiences with sexuality are, I just feel like they're very often invalidated. Wow. And this is why I That's wanted to really tell you guys, life. I didn't have to, I didn't want to say it before, and this is weird and it's, and it's personal to us, but Alice is also on the ace spectrum. That's true. <laughs> Thank you. How am I on the ace spectrum? I don't know what this, this. Do you know thing. what asexual means? Yes, that means not not into anybody. Yeah, but she's not asexual. She's aromantic. She's a asshole, Alice. <laughs> that is what she is. She's aromantic, which means that she doesn't feel romantic love, but she feels sexual attraction. But what she's saying is ace is like slang for asexual. So she's saying that in the ace community, she feels left out because she does have sexual feelings, but just not romantic feelings. So she feels... You know, oppressed within what should be her own community of East. Wonder how much people. a flight um, to the capital of Afghanistan is actually. Can I fly in <laughs> to Kabul? I don't think so right now. No. Hmm. It is interesting because it can't be. We can't be any more stupid. We can't. We can't achieve. We've achieved maximum maximum stupidity. We can't be any more stupid. There's no more room for it. There isn't. Right? I mean, I would think so. I hope. I mean, I I don't know. I guess it could get crazier. Australian Defence Force and New South Wales Police working together uh, on the back of contact tracing information. Uh, went to a home in southwest Sydney uh, yesterday morning and found a person uh, that should be there, wasn't there. They made a number of inquiries, uh, and not that long after, that person returned to the front of the house in a motor vehicle. you got to shoot him dead, I assume. <laughs> person 6948307 wasn't there. Uh, that person was spoken to by police and ADF, was issued a penalty infringement notice, uh, stated that he'd uh, hopped in his car and went out for uh, some fresh air. Son of a... Some fresh air. Some, oh, got no. You <laughs> no, got no, no, no. <laughs> so wait. So what does it actually do if you go out and drive around in your car? It spreads Delta. It spreads <laughs> Delta. Okay. Alice. Uh, and hadn't uh, been anywhere else. But these people, this is a copper with a straight face. Mm -hmm. All of these people. And they're very upset. Yeah, they're serious. But the point is. I would say Yahoo serious, but you don't know who that is, do you? Nope. If you are going to behave like this, uh, yesterday, out of 2,300 um, houses visited, if you're going to behave like this, if you're going to step outside the health orders, um, you will be checked on uh, and you will. So that's very normal, clearly. 2,300, um, 2,300 um, houses checked on. The seven-day average the, uh, in, in Australia right now is 354 cases in Australia. Wow. The deaths in Australia are seven-day average, 
three. Okay. And last week they were three. The week before that there were two. The week before that there were one. So that's a 200% increase. That's right. Wow. I mean, it is spiking. I can see why they're They checked on him and he wasn't home. He was out getting fresh air. Why were you out? <laughs> Holy hell. We're serious here. This Everybody's serious about this. We're really doing this. Holy God. I don't know what to say. What is left? What is left? And Alice, we are on drug and alcohol rehab, too. I so know. It's no... painful. I've been complaining a lot. Yes, you have been. And we've got no, no escape. This might make a lot more sense if we were drinking right now. I know. God. Maybe we should just get high off of whatever we have out in the yard. I'm sure there's some kind of psychotropic something out there. I don't know. So that's where we are, Alice. Mm -hmm. I guess that is, uh, it is what it is. And I, I, what do you say? What do you say? Hold on one second. Don't go anywhere. Uh, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Somebody's salty about, about Abbott. A nurse will have to go to the governor's mansion in full PPE to give grossly expensive medication to a person reportedly vaccinated. So Reportedly vaccinated? Yes. These With Republican governors can't freaking win. It makes me mad because they went out there and told people to get vaccinated. And, you know, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. They're still somehow discouraging vaccination. Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott have encouraged vaccination at every turn, and somehow they're still like stopping people from getting vaccinated magically. But we can tell what they're really thinking. They really don't like the vaccine. Like, what's wrong with all of that? Okay, that's fine. We're fine, Alice. We're fine. Before we go, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Daniel Craig says he plans to spend all his 007 money before he dies and leave nothing to his kids. Thoughts? Well, I, then I read the article, though, and what he actually said is that he wants... I mean, he didn't say he wants to spend it all, necessarily. He said he wanted to, like... He said he wanted to get rid of it or give it away. So, like, that's kind of different, too. You know, I don't know. Alice, the idea is not to torpedo the topic. The idea is to have a take on the topic. But I just, I well, don't know. the nuance <laughs> of the entire thing makes you wonder whether I mean, or not. I mean, I agree. What are possessions anyway but materialistic uh, the fauna that we dance around and, and ritually endorse as, uh, as signifiers of success? That's what I feel. That's true. I know you'd think that. All right. Is no, that good? It's going. Just leave it alone. Okay. Yell at the child, else. <laughs> they eat it. We're almost done, He can't log into Roblox. All right, we'll do it in a second. Everything's going to be good, Dancing. Everything's going to be good. Okay, there's another one. Two more hogs got the fever. <laughs> Thank you so much, as always, everybody, for listening um, to the crazy world out there today. Uh, we're on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod. We are on Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. Hey, we are not currently on YouTube because we're blocked for giving out medical misinformation. So we'll be back on YouTube next week. But for now, we're on Rumble. You can find us there. And uh, email us, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. That's true.
This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.